Welcome to Changes in Latitudes, a Transgender Experience. A 40-something trans woman shares her observations, life stories, and the adventures of her journey through transition and beyond. And now, here she is, your host, Sabrina Miller. Yay! Hello! Hi, everybody. How are you? Hello. Thanks so much for downloading. Let's give it up for that band. That is Santa Claus on the All Elf Band. Give it up for him. Yeah! Oh, yeah. Santa Claus on the All Elf Band. Give it up for him. They were fantastic. You know, they get better every week. Yeah, that band. I love them. Okay, so, hey, last episode, all about therapy. Um, (laughs) In the editing process, I realized I may have come across a little preachy, and I want to say, I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't mean to come across that way at all. I think I was just on one of my my, uh, tangents and just rambling on. Uh, Passionately is the only way I can say it. I'm so sorry for popping my peas right now. You know, realize that all the stuff that I was talking about, I have to remind myself to keep the negative shit out, too. You know, whatever I was saying, I was was talking to myself as well, as a listener of the podcast, okay? So it's not like I was saying I'm the end-all, be-all, this is what I think, and oh, oh, it's all the answers. If it works for you, cool. Hey, then it works for you and me. Okay, great. I'm so glad we've got common ground. but. You know, if it doesn't work for you or you don't agree with it, uh, I just hope that you find something that works for you and that agrees with you. I mean, that's everybody's goal. That goes back to the balance that I keep uh, talking about, preaching about, I guess, since I talk about it almost every episode. But I'm going to try not to this episode. This episode is the day after Christmas. Okay, if all goes well in the publishing realm of this episode, <laughs> um, this is going to drop the day after Christmas. So happy belated Christmas, or since you know it's a podcast, happy Christmas. Yay, Merry Christmas. Woo, at least in America and most places is the 25th of December. Uh, uh, happy belated Christmas. Um, but just just back on a uh, little bit about last episode, know that I'm human, just like you, and we're doing this struggle together. And and that's that's really what it's all about. Um, that's really what what it's all about for me, especially in this first year of of, of coming out. So, all right, uh, if this is your first episode, welcome, hi, welcome. Don't listen to much of what I just said because it probably doesn't make sense. Or go back to episode fourteen. You can find us on iTunes or Stitcher or. Uh, we're over on Blogspot. That's our homepage, uh, Changes in Latitude Podcast at blogspot.com. You can find us there. We got links to everything over there. You can find the RSS feed and, and use your favorite podcatcher. You know, join in the fun. <laughs> I guess is really what I what I want to say about that. Okay, so since this is the belated, well, since this is technically the belated Christmas show, and I realize that. The last two episodes, well, not last two, but um, last episode especially was 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 heavy, and um, actually, I, I guess twelve was kind of kind of heavy too. So, 
to just end out the year and have some fun. I'm we're going to skip what was supposed to happen. Um, last, uh, what I said was coming up on episode 14, which is supposed to be talking about how the internet helped me out. Well, if you look at the title of the episode, it's not going to match that because this episode is not what you're expecting. <laughs> I'm going to, and this is actually off the suggestion from my lovely, lovely wife, Rebecca. So, darling, thank you so much for this idea. It's a wonderful idea. And the idea is for me to share with you some of my favorite Christmas songs uh, that I have on my, uh, my player. And I use iTunes, so I just say on my iTunes. And so now I have to admit that I went through this list rather quickly. <laughs> um, there are, I'm sure I'm leaving some out. I'm sure I didn't even think of some, you know, I, I don't really know. But these are the ones that came up and I went, yeah, this is a good song. This is a good song. This is a good song. And if I did that to all the songs I thought were good songs, I'd have a playlist of probably four and some odd hours long. And uh, that's just quickly going through all the Christmas music. And all the Christmas music is, I don't know, I'm not going to look at it, look it up right now, but it's about 300-ish um, uh, titles that all fall under the genre of holiday or Christmas or seasonal or something like that. And it just makes it easier to make an automatic playlist. <laughs> so anyway, there's like 300 and some odd. So if I went through all of those and said, yes, this one, yes, this one, I would probably have about 50 of them, maybe give or take 10, you know. And that's just way too long for a podcast. <laughs> and even if I narrowed all those down and spent the time, that's the key, spending the time to narrow it all down, I probably wouldn't be really satisfied with the list. So I realized that, and I said, okay, I'm just going to look at the first you know, things I come across. And, and I, I gathered, I think it was about 60 songs. So that's why I'm saying about 50 right off top. Um, and then as soon as I saw that it was 60, I, I let go of about 10 right away. And so when I really started looking at the playlist to narrow it down to what you're going to hear on this episode, um, dwindled down from an, an initial like 48 songs. So that's that. And just so everybody's one, not going to wonder the entire time, how many songs are there in this? Well, that's my Christmas gift to you. You'll just have to figure it out and listen along. <laughs> so let's have some Christmas festive uh, under, underscore start right around here. Uh, what's playing is uh, one of my favorite songs. It kind of always underscores my thoughts when I think about Christmas. It's from a Charlie Brown Christmas. It's called Skating. That's the title of it. I have it off the album, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. And it's just one of my favorites. And so we're going to take a moment here and just listen.
but that's skating. We're going to hear uh, more songs later, um, so I don't want to over-bombard you, but um, that's going to be our undertone. Keep the episode a little festive this time. Yay! I may even add some bells in the background. You know, We're going to keep this really festive and fun. Um, now, don't worry. We will have some listener feedback throughout the episode. I'm going to change it up a little bit, more so than the average uh, sequence of uh, events here on the podcast. And so there will be listener feedback. So if that's what you're looking for, you don't want to listen to the music, skim through the music, and you know you, there is listener feedback for you. Uh, we are going to skip we, the royal we, me. I'm not going to answer the 30-day challenge this episode, okay? Okay, we're going to do it next week. <laughs> and when I say we, I mean me. I will. It's I'm doing this. So, so next week, we'll pick it up with the uh, 30-day challenge. And uh, this is just going to have some fun. We're just going to have some fun. And I know it's kind of after the holidays, technically, but we're in that week between Christmas and New Year's, and everybody's kind of feeling kind of funky, kind of festive. You know, what do they want to return? What gifts do they want to go take advantage of sales on, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? What places do they want to go? You know, so I'm hoping that uh, I'm joining you on whatever, you know, your, your week of in between Christmas and New Year's is a lot of people take the time off. A lot of people have to work that time. So however, however you're joining me, Merry Christmas from Changes in Latitudes. That's all I can really say. <laughs> so we've got Skating Under the Background. That's that's the song. Uh, Vince Guaraldi, I'm bad on names, so I probably butchered that. But it, like I said, it's from a Charlie Brown Christmas. Next, we're going to play one of my other favorite songs. You're going to hear that throughout that. So it's just my favorite songs, okay? I'll try not to say that. <laughs> but the next song I'm going to play here is called Christmas Time is Here. It's also by Vince Guaraldi uh, from the Charlie Brown Christmas. And I remember hearing this. When I heard this, it, it just, I knew it was the beginning of the Christmas season. Now, let me... For you youngsters out there listening, um, <laughs> the uh, when I say when I heard the sound, I don't mean I played it on my MP3 player. Um, I don't mean I put the VHS tape in the VCR. I mean that uh, usually ABC uh, uh, broadcast a Charlie Brown Christmas, and you know I knew it was time because they'd be advertising it all week long. Don't miss Charlie Brown Christmas Saturday at eight or you know, whatever it was. And they'd show little clips of the of the thing, and, you know, you'd get all excited, ooh, and you'd hope to God that you would not be out doing something with the family Saturday night at 8 o'clock. I had a couple holidays like that where I missed some of those, uh, some of my favorite episodes, or episodes, uh, shows, holiday seasonal shows. And, and, and the only reason I make fun of, you know, the young people is we have moved technology-wise so fast in 20 years, 30 years, that it could make your mind spin if you were just quickly shown, okay, this happened, then this, then this, then this, then this, then this. It, it happened so fast. And uh, so we as a culture changed. So when you, say, when you say, yeah, oh, yeah, I love to listen to this song every year, knowing that you could easily pull it up on your MP3 player and listen to it anytime you want, no, when I was a kid, this song said Christmas to me because I knew the special was on television. So enough of my yammering, let's listen to Christmas Time is Here. Christmas time is here. Happy 
One of my favorites. So, um, and I can still see the images from the Charlie Brown Christmas. Yes, we have the DVD buried away somewhere around the house. I'm not exactly sure. I know it's on, you know, I can find clips of it on uh, on YouTube. So I know I can see it. But um, it just, the images pop back into my mind and just reminds me of my cat childhood. So I'm glad I could share a little bit of that with you. Next up, we have a song called Welcome Christmas. And it's from uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. It's one of the opening songs in the uh, in the little 30-minute uh, animated feature. And, it, again, the memory of that is just like, well, all stuff, when you had to wait for it, when you didn't have anything to record it with, uh, the closest you could record it with would be an audio recorder held close to the television. That would be the easiest way back when I was a kid to to... Uh, make it so you could hear it anytime you wanted to. And now that I'm sitting here 30-something years later, (laughs) why didn't I ever think of that? Uh, Oh, well, whatever. Whatever, whatever. So this is Welcome Christmas from the How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Bye. 
Again, the images of that show just come right back to you. They, well, they do for me. I hope they do for you, too. Um, I just want to say I'm also not really going to share a lot of, of the traditional stuff that everybody likes, like Bing Crosby's White Christmas. You know, everybody knows it. It's played everywhere. I mean, I'm sure in just my saying it, saying the title, Bing Cro- White Christmas, sung by Bing Crosby, somewhere out there you're hearing him sing, I'm in the you see it, you hear it. I, you know, I, I can kind of hear it now. I'm of a white Christmas Just like the ones I used to know Yes, just like that. So we're not going to play that song because everybody knows it. It is one of my absolute favorites. It's one of those that just says, yes, the season is here. It is Christmas. And I think that's a way for a lot of people. So I'm not going to play it. Because <laughs> you probably have a copy of it of your own that you listened to sometime in the last month, I'm guessing. Anyway, uh, this next one is uh, its a very common song. Many artists have recorded it. Dean Martin. Um, it was originally from a movie called Neptune's Daughter that starred Ricardo Montalban. Yes, Mr. Rourke himself. And Esther Williams, the uh, swimming, uh, the MGM swimming star, they built her own pool. Go Google those names if you don't know who the hell I'm talking about. Uh, I don't really know the movie. All I know is the history of it. That's all I know. And that's off the top of my head. I mean, I know that information. I didn't go look it up because I know I could look it up if I needed to, but I have that information stored. And it's the original, it's one of the original versions of this duet of Baby It's Cold Outside. And the fact that it is Ricardo Montalbond and Esther Williams is the more magical thing. Because, again, everybody can hear the Dean Martin version. And I think I think almost all big names of that era recorded it. So, you know, here's something that people don't hear too often. Oh, uh, I lied. 
the original is with Ricardo Montalban and Esther Williams. And since I mentioned it, I guess I'll play just a little snippet of it now. I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go away. Baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been... Hoping that you drop so in. So very nice. I'll hold your hands. They're just like ice. My mother will start to worry. Beautiful, what's your My hurry? My father will be pacing the floor. Listen to the fireplace so roar. So really, I'd better scurry. Beautiful, please don't well, hurry. Well, maybe just a half a drink more. Put some records on while I fall. The neighbors might But think. baby, it's bad out there. Say, what's in this no drink? Cabs to be had out there. I wish I knew how. Right. Are like stars to right break now. This spell. I'll take your hat. Your hair looks swell. I ought to say no, no, no. Mind sir. if I move in closer. At least I'm gonna say that I try. What's the sense of hurting my pride? I really can't. Oh, stay. baby, don't hold out, baby. Oh, it's cold outside. Okay, so most people have heard that. I'm hoping. If not, check it out. I think there's a YouTube video of it. What I'm going to play for you is something that I just got this year. I didn't, I haven't, this is a new album, Christmas album that uh, Rebecca and I got together. We always try to buy an album each year just to, you know, make our Christmas uh, uh, music supply (laughs) a little bit larger every year. So we buy one, maybe two albums, and, uh, you know, we get however many songs are on the albums. Anyway, so this year we bought uh, Christmas with Louis Armstrong and Friends. And I've only had a chance to listen to it like one time through, but I love it because I love that type of music from that era, the jazz and the swing and the and the little more traditional, non-traditional, because it was recorded back then, you know. So this is Baby It's Cold Outside with Louis Armstrong and Velma Middleton. No potatoes. <laughs> I really can't stay Mama, it's cold outside I've got to go away I said it's cold outside I wish I knew how Tickled to death that you dropped in <laughs> To break this spell You better break that spell Oh, good. <laughs> My mother will start to worry. Mama, what's your hurry? Father will be pacing the floor. And he's gotta go, he's gotta go. Really, I'd better hurry. Please don't hurry. Well, maybe just a half a drink more. Take some Swiss Chris. <laughs> While I pour, I think, Mama, it's bad out there. Hey, pops, what's that? What's in this drink? Ain't no fun to be had out there, you know. This evening has been. It even started so yet. nice and fine. Take another drink of wine. <laughs> And maybe you'll change your mind. Ought to say no, 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 sir. You don't have to call me, sir. At least I'm gonna say that I tried. Give it up, give it up, give it up. I really can't stay. And hold out. Ah, but it's cold outside. Look here, honey. Look at that window there. You can't go out there in all that bad weather. 
think of letting you go out there. It's stupid of me to do that. You got the wrong window anyway. <laughs> Not a bay window there. <laughs> See the one that's in the middle there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Halfway bolted up. Yeah. See that outhouse there? <laughs> Ain't no use you going out there in all that bad weather, getting them two little skis all frostbitten and stuff. Well, Pops, I didn't tell Mom and Papa where I was going. You didn't what? In fact, I sneaked out of the house. Oh, Velma, don't never do that to your mom and papa. You know? You stay here three more days and you go back home to your people then. <laughs> There's bound to be talk tomorrow. What about my sorrow? At least there will be plenty implied. Yeah, you telling me? I really can't stay. And that old ass. Ah, but it's cold outside. Hey, Pops. I'd really like to stick around. I wish you would. Well, I live so far. I live way over on the other side of town, over in the aristocratic part. Way over there. Where, Where would that be, honey? Over on Jackson Street. <laughs> been in town two hours and I found out where Jackson Street is. <laughs> she left on the way to plane owing me two dollars too. <laughs> yes, indeed, folks, this is a place, you know, where you can get two drinks for 40 cents and come out of the gate and fall flat in your face. Yeah. <laughs> Take your shoes off, Lucy. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. And let's get juicy. So like I said, I just got this album, and when I heard this, um, the, basically the first time I heard this, and then Rebecca said, hey, use, you put together some of your favorite songs. I said, this is it. This is one I want to include, because it's just, it's so different than what you've heard before. So I hope you enjoyed it. Now we're going to swing it up a little bit more, get a little, keep, keep the swing up a little bit, I should say, and we're going to play Winter Wonderland, done by those classic ladies of the 40s. <laughs> The Andrews Sisters, and this is off one of their collections that I have because I really appreciate them. So, Winter Wonderland, here you are. Sleigh bells ring, are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening. A beautiful sight, we're happy tonight. Walking in a winter wonderland. Sings a love song as we go along, walking in a winter wonderland. 
in the meadow we can build a snowman Then pretend that he is Parson Brown He'll say I am married, we'll say no man But you can do the job when you're in town Later on we'll conspire As we dream by the fire To face unafraid the plans that we made Walking in a winter wonderland Over the ground lies a mantle of white A heaven of diamonds in the lovely night just so amazing. Uh, I remember listening to him with my dad as a kid. And uh, in fact, hearing certain songs of theirs, the more popular ones like uh, Rum and Coca-Cola or Don't Sit Under the Apple Tree or um, Apple Blossom Time. I mean, there's a whole ton of them out there. Um, Usually when I hear some of those more traditional songs of theirs, it just brings back memories of of being a kid with my dad at times. So Good memories, good memories. All right, moving right along, we're going to use Louis Armstrong again, just because this this album was amazing. I mean, if, if I could, if I could say uh, you know a true advertisement for it, in that I would receive monies, I would say go get this album and give you a link. But I can't, so because I'm not affiliated with iTunes yet on that. So whatever. But it's a good album. It's called. Christmas time with Louis Armstrong and friends. Now this, I, I first heard this song actually as a Muppet version, Dr. Teeth and the electric uh, mayhem. Uh, and the song is called Zat You Santa Claus. So it's meant to be a little hip, a little jivey, a little, a little naughty because instead of the word that T H A T, it starts off with apostrophe Z A T Zat you Santa Claus. So, um, I hope you enjoy. It's time preparing for some Christmas sharing, but I pause because hang in my stocking, I can hear knocking. Is that you, Santa Claus? 
shoe is dark out. Ain't the slightest spark out on my clacking jaw. Who's there? Who is it? Uh, stopping for a visit? Is that you, Santa Claus? Are you bringing a prison for me? Something pleasantly pleasant for me. That is just what I've been waiting for. Would you mind slipping it under the dough? Old winds are howling. Or could that be growling? My legs feel like stars. Yeah, my, my, oh me, my. Kindly will you reply? Is that you, Santa Claus? Explain why I'm shaking that way. Better I can see old Santa in the keyhole. I'll get to the car. One peek and I'll try there. Oh, there's an eye there. Is that you, Santa Claus? Please, please, I pay to my knees. Say that's you. Satchmo, he uh, he had some magic. He had some magic with him. I'll say that he was he was amazing, absolutely amazing. Okay, so we're gonna move right into um, a very traditional kind of sexy Christmas song, um, and that's uh, Santa Baby. This is done by Eartha Kitt, and uh, you should know who Eartha Kitt is because she's she's remarkable. She's she had a remarkable life. You probably know her, but you just don't know you know her. She was the voice of, uh, oh, I can't think of her name right now, but the villain in um, The Emperor's New Groove, the one who keeps trying to kill, um, oh, the llama. I can't think of, David Spade plays the llama, and I can't think of the name right now. Anyway, um, you all know what I'm talking about, as long as you've seen the movie, The Emperor's New Groove. Um the evil, uh, she gets turned into a little kitten. That's Eartha Kitt. This is her in, in a lot younger than when she did <laughs> um, uh, The Emperor's New Groove um, doing Santa Baby. Boom, 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 boom. Just slip a sable under the tree for me Been an awful good girl, Santa baby So hurry down the chimney tonight 
Santa baby, a 54 convertible to light blue. I'll wait up for you, dear Santa baby. So hurry down the chimney tonight. Think of all the fun I've missed. Think of all the fellas that I haven't kissed. Next year I could be just as good if you check off my Christmas list. Santa baby, I want a yacht and really that's not a lot. Been an angel all year, Santa baby, so hurry down the chimney tonight. Santa honey, one little thing I really need, the deed. To a platinum mine, Santa baby, so hurry down the chimney tonight. Santa cutie, and fill my stocking with a duplex and checks. Sign your X on the line, Santa cutie, and hurry down the chimney tonight. Come and trim my Christmas tree with some decorations bought at Tiffany. I really do believe in you. Believe in me Santa baby Forgot to mention One little thing A ring I don't mean on the phone Santa baby So hurry down the chimney tonight Hurry down the chimney tonight Tonight. All right, so that's enough uh, music for right now. Let's uh, let's talk about like the secondary topic that I usually try to have with some episodes, just to just to break it up, so you're not listening to music the entire time, because that would just be boring. You know, you listen to this, you download this, you take up the space, you take up the time to not only you know space on your player but also the time to listen. And for me just to play Christmas music, well, that, I mean, it's kind of cool, but I think I should just share a little bit more. So this is a story from my life that happened, uh, you know, around or because of Christmas. Now, I'm dating myself here, but when, uh, when I was a kid and I was seven or eight, somewhere in there, it was the summer, or not summer, obviously, but the winter... Around or right after um, Empire was about to come out or Star Wars had already happened. So we're looking between 77 and, oh, I just drew a blank, 81 when Empire came out, 82, I can't remember, 80, 81 or 82 is my best guess. 
And I know I would so fail at a quiz, but <laughs> you all know what I'm talking about. So somewhere in that time, um, when Star Wars was huge in the toy manufacturing and selling market. In fact, you know, all the, all the toys that have little uh, figurines now, you know, that kind of replicate what happened with Star Wars originally in the late 70s, early 80s. They can thank because of Star Wars. Yes, G.I. Joe, but Star Wars is what brought it down to the smaller size, a little more manipulated than just a, uh, a large, you know, G.I. Joe with a Kung Fu grip sort of thing. So, for Christmas, I usually got for almost, I can't, re- I can't look back and think when I didn't get till I was like in my teens. Um... Some Star Wars something. And usually it was a little uh, figurine or character or toy or whatever it was at the time is usually what I got. Sometimes that's all I got. I mean, all Star Wars things. I might get five, six things, but they were all Star Wars related Um, on top of like a big gift, like a, I don't know, bike or some some other something that I got throughout my youth. Everybody has those stories. But this happened one year, and I wish I could remember the exact Christmas, but I can't. My grandmother, my mother's mother, uh, from her was a gift of, essentially, they called it the Death Star. And it, <laughs> I, I wish I could, I, I mean, I'm sure I could Google this and find pictures of it, but I don't know if I'm calling it the right thing. It was a... <laughs> It was a triangular, as if they took a piece of pie from the Death Star, and it was three levels. Well, technically four if you count the roof area, but there was three areas. There was the 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 area that was on the ground, you know, when you set it on the table or the floor or whatever, you had that ground level. Then you had a level above that, and then you had another level above that, so th- level three, And then the top level, which didn't have any walls or anything, but you could, you know, pretend, because that's what the whole thing was, is pretending it's a toy. Um, And at the top, they had, like, the gun, you know, from the Death Star. At the bottom, they had the, uh, the, uh, uh, the trash bin that they fall into in Star Wars, you know, where they have to shut down the trash compactor. Thank you, that's the word. And a little elevator and a little rope so Luke and Leia can swing. Rope, a little piece of plastic that looked like a rope so Luke and Leia could swing. Um, what? I can't think of other... A little... uh, There was a drawbridge, well, that Luke and Leia would swing over. And it was just... I mean, it it was a kid at that time's dream come true. Now, I had already had a large collection of the, uh, of the figures, but I got other figures throughout that Christmas, like I said. And so I had probably, I don't know, 30-ish figures. I had, I, I used like an old camera case to carry them in. I remember using 35 millimeter film cameras to carry their guns and, and, you know, lightsabers or whatever their extra stuff was. That way I wouldn't lose those things. And I remember playing with that. I got it on Christmas Day. And it was already put together, or I had to put it together, or whatever. Nonetheless, it got put together that day. And I played with it from Christmas Day. I think I played with it damn near every day until New Year's. Now, I was in elementary school, so it's not like I had anything else to worry about at the time. It's not like I had a test to study for, or a midterm, or something like that, that usually, you know, some students have to worry about. Not all, but some depending on whatever classes it is. 
So I had the whole week free or two weeks free or whatever it was at the time. And I remember playing with that for at least three to four, I think probably the entire week um, with it. And it was it was tons of fun and just amazing. And I remember playing with that for years, for years. Uh, I mean, it, it, there was a point in my life when it collected dust on the wall, but then it came back out again. Uh, it was awesome. And uh, I wish I had it today. <laughs> I wish I had it today, uh, mostly because I could probably sell it for some money because it's original. It's worked and worn, or would be, but um, no, it went the way of the dodo. I don't really know exactly what happened to it. That's the thing. That's the rub. But that's not to bring us down. That's if somebody wants to know, write me or, you know, message me on the Facebook page or ask me to tell it another time. But I'm not going to tell it this episode, no matter what you say. No matter what you say right now, I'm not going to do it. So uh, another little Christmas thing I want to share with you is uh, for those that know, if you're listening out there that know, if not, you're going to find out. My parents divorced when I was three. In fact, they separated uh, December of uh, that year, 75. And so Christmas was uh, kind of broken in half for me. Not every year, but a lot of years. I would have, uh, uh, you know, the few days before Christmas, including Christmas Eve with my mom, Christmas morning with my mom, up through Christmas afternoon, early evening. And then um, somebody in the family... Where my dad would come pick me up. Usually somebody at the family would go take me to his place. And uh, then I'd have another Christmas at my dad's. And, I mean, usually we went um, camping or we did something uh, as a getaway. So we weren't in town a lot of the time. But uh, I, I essentially got two Christmases. And that was cool. And the way my father worked it, <laughs> he, he, it was smart of him in, in the way of not leaving it to the last minute and, uh, you know, making sure that things were, were available when they were available. Um, again, if you don't know, my birthday's in the middle of summer. And so he would buy stuff basically all the time. Every, you know, week, every two weeks, whatever it was. He would, he would hear me say something, then he would go and get it. Or he, um, he saw something, he would pick it up. And he would, he would stash it. He would hide it. And anything he saved from summertime to December was for Christmas gifts. And then he would buy other stuff, of course. You know, that's what you do. And then anything he bought between January and summertime was for birthday. So I usually ended up with a large take when it came to presents at that time and that's because he'd buy stuff all year long and not give it to me so i mean it's it's a it's an awkward situation because sometimes you're like well why didn't you give me this then (laughs) um but i never knew that till much much later when it really didn't matter so um i always found that kind of strange when i discovered that that's what he did and, and he told me so himself. This is what I'm sharing with you came straight from him. It's not like I heard it from somebody. Oh, you know what your dad did? No, no, he told me. So I know it's true, and it's just his way of thinking ahead and getting stuff done. But that's usually why I ended up, on, from his Christmas or birthday, a large stack. So those are the two little Christmas stories I shared with you. And, if hey, if you got anything that you want to share, you know, what Christmas kind of means or whatever... Shoot me a message, send me an email, you know how to get in touch with me. It's all at the end of the show. 
Now, the next song we're going to hear is one of my absolute, absolute favorites of all time. And I'll tell you, uh, when I was a kid growing up, there wasn't soundtracks available like there is today when you go search on you know iTunes or Amazon or wherever to search for oh I wonder if they have the soundtrack to such and such or that theme song of that TV show or blah whatever uh, they they used to not make soundtracks uh, you could it was something that they'd never heard of who would want to buy a soundtrack somebody used to say well you know a lot of people actually so it's not like you could get something easily. So the moment that I found this particular song, actually, I found this the disc. It's called A Classic Cartoon Christmas. Um, Christmas Time is Here, and Welcome Christmas from earlier in the show came from that disc. Welcome Christmas, which was played earlier in the show, came from that disc. And I'll tell you, this next song is the reason why I purchased that disc. And when I say purchase the disc, I mean I saw it in a store and I bought it. <laughs> that's what it was. I think I saw it at Starbucks, to be all honest. And um, I, I had to have it. And I, whatever it was, $10, $15. And this next song is why. Because it means just so much. To me, it says my childhood, which was fun. I enjoyed it. And, and, and it's the embodiment of Christmas. And I think you'll know the song as soon as you hear the first couple notes so i'm not even going to really truly introduce this but what i hope is that those first few chords of the song make you feel like this is christmas you're a mean one mr grinch you really are a heel you're as cuddly as a cactus, you're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. You're a monster, Mr. Grinch. Your heart's an empty hole Your brain is full of spiders You've got garlic in your soul, Mr. Grinch I wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot pole You're a vile one, Mr. Grinch you have termites in your smile You have all the tender sweetness of a seasick crocodile, Mr. Grinch Given the choice between the two of you, I'd take the seasick crocodile You're a foul one, Mr. Grinch you're a nasty, wasty skunk Your heart is full of unwashed socks Your soul is full of gunk, Mr. Grinch The three words that best describe you are as follows And I quote Stink, stank, stunk You're a rotter, Mr. Grinch you're the king of sinful sots Your heart's a dead tomato splotched with moldy purple spots Mr. Grinch Your soul is an appalling dump heap 
overflowing with the most disgraceful assortment of deplorable rubbish imaginable, mangled up in tangled up knots. You nauseate me, Mr. Grinch, with a nauseous super nos. You're a crooked, jerky jockey, and you drive a crooked horse, Mr. Grinch. You're a three-decker sauerkraut and toadstool sandwich with arsenic sauce. You know, good old Thurl Ravenscroft. Uh, what a voice, huh? Um, he was the voice of Tony the Tiger uh, for those uh, 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 commercial television commercials. They're great. Yeah, that was him. That's Thurl's Ravencroft. He also voiced a lot of stuff for Disney. So if you listen to Disney soundtracks or Disney um, songs from, from, from the past, not new stuff, obviously, uh, you'll recognize his his deep, bassy voice. Um, he was also a voice of a few of the birds in... Um, uh, the Tiki Room at Disneyland, and the voice of, I believe it's the broken head bust in the um, Haunted Mansion at Disneyland. I, I could be wrong on which bust it is, but he is he does sing the song, and I'm pretty sure he's one of the busts. The reason I'm not entirely sure is because the Doom Buggy moves so freaking fast. Slow it down, Disneyland. Let us enjoy. Sorry, I had to go off on that. So here's another song from that same disc, a, a, a classic cartoon Christmas. And uh, this one, when I saw it in my library, I said, hey, you know, that's a great song to share with my trans friends. Because really, when <laughs> I, I, I hope a lot of you will go, yeah, that's I know what she means. I know what she means when you are so beaten down or terrified or scared or whatever it is at that moment in time you know that that little thing that makes you go wait a minute i can't do this whatever it is we all get it we all get it and usually we have ways to get through it through it call a friend post on facebook um tweet about it basically we reach out is essentially what it is we reach out and say hey i need a hand and usually our friends out there in the social media or, um, you know, maybe neighbor, maybe somebody that you're roommate with. Who knows? I mean, everybody has somebody. You know, they are there to say, it's okay. You can get through this. It's okay. It's just blah, 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 whatever it is. You know, we, we all get triggers at different times. So when I saw the title of this song, I said, you know, this is a perfect almost mantra for those moments for us. Uh, I do not remember the cartoon, the holiday cartoon that it comes from, and I'm kicking myself. I should have looked it up. I know I'm a horrible host. I'm so bad. I didn't research. I'm sorry. I make you do the work. Um, so maybe after this, I will. I don't know. <laughs> but nonetheless, it, it has the voices of Mickey Rooney and Keenan Wynn. Now, Mickey Rooney plays uh, Santa Claus, and Keenan Wynn plays um, the the oh I can't, the the antagonist the 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 bad guy of the of the story then you know the, the the thing they're trying to overcome and really well the intro in the song kind of does it 
for, to begin with. But the title is Put One Foot in Front of the Other. And, you know, sometimes you just have to remind yourself to do that just to get through the day. So here we go. Put one foot in front of the other. I really am a mean and despicable creature at heart, you know. It's so difficult to really change. Difficult? <laughs> why, why, look here. Changing from bad to good's as easy as taking your first step. Put one foot in front of the other. And soon you'll be walking across the floor. Put one foot in front of the other. And soon you'll be walking out the door. You never will get where you're going if you never get up on your feet. Come on, there's a good tailwind blowing. A fast walking man is hard to beat. Put one foot in front of the other. Soon you'll be walking across the floor. Put one foot in front of the other. And soon you'll be walking out the door. If you want to change your direction, if your time of life is at hand, well, don't be the rule, be the exception. Way to start is to stand. Put one foot in front of the other, and soon you'll be walking across the floor. Put one foot in front of the other, and soon you'll be walking out the door. If I want to change the reflection, I see in the mirror each morn. Oh, you do? You mean that it's just my election? Just that. To vote for a chance to be reborn? You put one foot in front of the other and soon you are walking across the floor. You put one foot in front of the other and soon See what I mean? It just, it, it's one of those things that you go, yeah, you know, <laughs> we can do this. We can do this. All right, I'm going to move into a different kind of uh, uh, sound right now. We're going to go back to uh, a Charlie Brown's Christmas. Uh, this is the Vince Guaraldi. I don't remember the name. I'm so horrible. I, I'm so bad at names. And please forgive me. Please forgive me. You know, if I had a producer, they would probably beat me up. Thank God I am my own producer and I'm nice to myself. Anyhow, uh, this is this is classic, classic Charlie Brown sounds. Um, anytime I hear this, I'm, as I'm sure, anytime you hear this, you cannot help to think of Charlie Brown. Not just Charlie Brown Christmas, Charlie Brown in general. And the name of the piece is Linus and Lucy. 
So how can you not? How can you not think of Christmas with that? <laughs> uh, or not Christmas, uh, the Peanuts gang with, with when you hear that. Um, and it's also just a great piece of music. I mean, it, it doesn't have to be, you know, Christmas time only. I think because it was in that one. That's why, and then others. But anyway, it's, it's again, one of my favorite pieces. I listen to it all year long, um, so, but I wanted to share it here. Uh, we're going to continue with Christmas songs, of course, because that's what this is about. But this particular song came off a greatest hits album. Uh, the greatest hits of, you'll, you'll never guess, drum roll, Mel Blanc. That's right. The voice of, oh, God. <laughs> if I went on about how many voices he voiced, one, I'd have to look it up because I can't remember them all. It would be at least... At least an hour-long podcast of me, just an hour's worth of me saying, he also did, 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 or he also voiced, he also voiced, he also voiced. Mel Blanc, if you don't know, voiced all the Warner Brothers, excuse me, classic Warner Brothers characters, um, the Coyote, Bugs Bunny, Elmer Fudd, um, Porky Pig, Daffy Duck, all of them. All the classics were voiced by this man. Uh, Foghorn Leghorn, uh, uh, the little Spanish mouse. I can't think of his name. Why can't I think of his name? It'll probably come to me by the end of this episode, but whatever. Um, you know what I'm talking about. He voiced them all. And I saw on iTunes uh, a greatest hits of his, and it was just a bunch of fun, silly songs, kid songs almost. That uh, that were just fun listening to different voices that this actor did, and and again, it's coming from that that actor, you know, performing arts person that I am. Of wow, let me let me pay homage, pay homage. Let me listen to a wonderful sample of this dynamic voice actor, Mel Blanc, and uh, it's just a wonderful piece. Anyhow, there are three tracks out of, and I think there's like. 20-something, 30-something tracks. There are three tracks that are actually, you know, technically Christmas songs. I'm not going to play them all because that would just get kind of boring. The uniqueness of Mel Blanc gets boring because I can only listen to about three, four different tracks of the, off the soundtrack, off the disc, and then have to move on. And that's just because, you know, it's the same thing I've been saying as to why I want to get another guest is because listening to the same person over and over and over again can get repetitive and boring. Even I understand that. So to all those people that are marathon listening to my podcast, wow, my hat is off to you. And I don't really wear hats too often. My hat is off to you for listening to me for when I last looked at the total count of how long I have, you know, how long all my, the total running time of all my shows when last when last I looked, dun, 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 it was like twelve hours. So, because I, I kind of amazed myself with twelve hours. So, if you're marathoning the show, wow, thank you so much. And even I'm going to tell you, take a break, listen to some music, change to Pandora or one of your favorite tracks or something, a different podcast, even <laughs> change it up, just so you don't get bored listening to my voice. So, enough of that. Uh, so, my point was. Even I can't listen to all of the tracks through at once, so I'm not going to bombard your ear with three different tracks of Mel Blanc singing. <laughs> if you're really interested, maybe I'll do this again next year. Okay? Okay. Um, if not, 
You can sample it on iTunes, I'm, I know, and you probably can sample it on Amazon. Just search out Mel Blanc, Greatest Hits, you'll find it. Anyway, the name of this song is called The Hat I Got for Christmas is Too Big. Now, the word big is written B-E-E-G. And I have to say, this is back in the day when people didn't realize they were being offensive when they emulated or imitated or or borrowed certain aspects of a uh, of a person's character or stereotype. So some of you may find offense to this because it's a voice actor making a voice of of a of a Spanish or Mexican Spanish accent. If it offends you, I'm sorry. Fast forward through these three minutes or whatever this is, two and change, I don't know. Um, it just reminds me, the reason I'm playing this, and that's the most important thing, it's my show, why am I playing this if I'm going to apologize for it? The reason I apologize for it is because even I recognize that it's not suitable for today's standards, quote-unquote. So if there any, is anybody out there that may be you know, bothered by it, I'm just letting you know ahead of time because I respect your wishes your thoughts just as i hope to god you respect mine that's all but this uh the, the whole mel blank thing reminds me of my childhood i grew up on the warner brothers classic cartoons almost every morning every day i remember watching bugs bunny uh my favorite character was um well i had a lot of them but i loved wiley e. coyote i loved bugs bunny of course foghorn leghorn was another great one since we're on bugs bunny <laughs> that sounds so horrible. Since we're on the topic of Bugs Bunny, I'm going to throw this question out to all of you. And if if you're listening, put a message on the Facebook page or send me an email or something and respond to this. When Bugs Bunny changed into the Girl Bunny outfits, did you ever kind of wonder what was going on? Because I think that was the first time I really recognized that a man was putting on female airs, we'll say. Anyway, um, I don't know if that left an impression or whatever. I, I don't think Bugs is transgender. I don't think Bugs is gay or anything like that. I think he's just an, a performer that puts on you know female clothing for distraction, in this case, to distract Elmer Fudd. Why I'm going off on this tangent on a Christmas show, I do not know. Let's just shut up and listen to The Hat I Got for Christmas is Too Big by Mel Blanc. The hat I got for Christmas is too big. It's nice, but my sombrero is too big. Is it raining? Is it snowing? I can't see where I am going Cause the hat I got for Christmas is too big But ring the bells and beat the drum Ring the bells and beat the drum I'll ring the bells to be polite But if I see that Santa Claus I'm going to start a fight I got for Christmas is too big. Oh, it's nice, but my sombrero is too big. If you wonder why I shiver, I fell three times in the river, cause the hat I got for Christmas is too big. But ring the bells and beat the drum. Ring the bells and beat the drum. 
I'll ring the bells, but I feel sick. Cause Mr. Santa Claus, you played on me a dirty trick. The hat I got for Christmas is too big. It's nice, but my sombrero is too big. If you think it's hot inside, I am, you should be in here where I am. The hat I got for Christmas is too big. The hat I got for Christmas is too big. It's nice, but my sombrero is too big. Can't tell one thing from another. I got married to my brother. The hat I got for Christmas is too big. But ring the bells and beat the drum. Ring the bells and beat the drum. I'll ring the bells and say ole. But Mr. Senor Santa Claus, you spoil my holiday. Next up, we have another one of my favorites that I I just love. I just love. And the thing is, they didn't play it every year. Or if they played this this animated special, because that's this is where I got that song from. If they played the animated special, they either didn't advertise it well, or they didn't play it very often, because I didn't remember seeing it too frequently. In fact, really, I've seen it more after I purchased the episode, not episode, purchased the disc, than I did with um, seeing it uh, on television. And that's the, uh, the, the, the animated specialist called The Year Without a Santa Claus. And it's the, it's the time that Santa Claus just wants to take a year off. He's not feeling well. He's given up. He's no, you know, who cares? Nobody cares about Christmas. I'm taking the year off. And that's when uh, the two elves and a reindeer go down to, I think it's any town, USA, because that's always seemed to be the place. And it's meant to be in a tropical area where it doesn't snow. And so they go down and try to figure out, you know, why people don't want Santa or what the deal is. And now I'm going off the top of my head. I'm not reading anything. Okay. This is just how favorite I like this show. This little, you know, 30-minute whatever. Um, or maybe it's an hour long. I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen it. Uh, but anyway, these elves go down and they get into trouble because they need to have somebody that gets into trouble to be saved by dun, 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 Santa Claus. And so that's when people realize that Santa is needed. Anyway, part of this adventure takes Mrs. Claus, the two elves, and the reindeer to um, actually go to Mother Nature and ask for it to snow in Southtown. That's the name of it, Southtown, because it's south and so it doesn't snow. And so Mother Nature says, oh, you're going to have to go ask my son, Snow Miser. And so uh, Mrs. Claus and the two elves and the reindeer go off and ask Snow Miser. And Snow Miser says, well, you got to ask my brother, Heat Miser. And so they go off and ask Heat Miser to make it, you know, to allow it to snow in Southtown for one day because the South is run by the Heat Miser. The North is run by the Snow Miser. Pretty simple storyline. Anyhow, I wish I knew the voice actors that did these songs, this song, I should say, because um, I just loved it from the first moment I heard it as a kid. Absolutely loved it. 
If you don't know by how I've described what I'm sharing, it's the uh, Mr. Snow Meisner, Mr. Heat Miser songs. They kind of run back to back, uh, bookend each other from a year without the Santa, a year without a Santa Claus. Here he comes now, the big hand. Mr. White Christmas, I'm Mr. Snow. I'm Mr. Icicle, I'm Mr. Ten Below. Friends call me Snow Miser, whatever I touch turns to snow in my clutch. <laughs> I'm too much. <laughs> He's Mr. White Christmas, he's Mr. Snow. He's Mr. Icicle. Snow miser, whatever I touch, turns to snow in my clutch. <laughs> He's too much. I never wanna know a day that's over 40 degrees. I'd rather have a 30, 20, 10, 5, and then in free. <laughs> Mr. White Christmas, he's Mr. Snow. That's right. He's Mr. Icicle, he's Mr. Tendalow. Friends call me Snow Miser, whatever I touch. There's snow in my clutch. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> Too much. Well, Mrs. Claus, how's your hubby? Well, I'm afraid he's got a pretty bad cold, Snowy. Oh, that's a shame, the poor fellow. He should have come to see me. I'd have given him a good one. <laughs> I'm Mr. Green Christmas. I'm Mr. Sun. I'm Mr. Heat Blister. I'm Mr. Hundred and One. Much. He's Mr. Green Christmas, he's Mr. Sun, he's Mr. Heat Blister, he's Mr. Hundred and One. They call me Heat Miser, whatever I touch, starts to melt in my clutch. He's too much. Thank you. I never want to know a day that's under 60 degrees. I'd rather have it 80, 90, 100 degrees. Oh, some like it hot, but I like it really hot. He's <laughs> Mr. Green Christmas. He's Mr. Sun. If it isn't Mrs. Claus, where's your husband? Out doing another commercial for my brother? 
Oh, come now. You know Santa isn't on your brother's payroll. Well, then he's grossly unfair, that's what. Okay, so I hope you really enjoyed those two songs. Um, those were really favorites of mine as a kid growing up. Again, I would anticipate that special being on every year. Oh, I hope that's on again. And and in the first couple years, I didn't know what the name of it was. I couldn't remember the year without a Santa Claus. In fact, when I associated the two, meaning the song and the title of the program was probably when I got the DVD and I realized, you know, from the pictures that are shown or the summation on the back or something when I read, you know, Heat Miser, Snow Miser, I went, oh my God, this is the one. I have to get this. I have to get this. I have to get this now. And it was like July, August, September, October, well, probably October, November, you know, right before the holiday season. Anyway, picked it up, whatever it was. I remember watching it right then, that night, got it home, had to watch it. Why? Because of that song. So I hope that you enjoyed that as well. Next up, I'm really going to put us on our heads or ears or whatever you want to say. And this is really not a Christmas song, but it falls within the Christmas holiday category because um, of the title and the story behind the song. Now, I will admit, since it is not a Christmas song, it may not be for you because this this is a, 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 a contemporary artist. And, you know, you just may not care for this individual. And if that's the case, you know, fast forward. It's all good. I'll meet you at the end. I'll be there. There's more coming after him. This is the only time we're playing him. I promise. I promise. This is The Night Santa Went Crazy by Weird Al off of his Bad Hair Day album.
Now, the reason I played that is because I'm a big Weird Al fan, and he's one of the artists that I remember growing up with. I remember I, I discovered him when I was in my, not youth, but probably teens, early teens, tweens maybe, and I just remember, you know, every couple years, every three years or whatever it was, he was putting out an album, putting out an album, and I remember buying him. I have purchased uh weird owl albums in their original format you know whatever it was at the time i first was buying cassette because that's what i played you know that's what i used <laughs> um actually i'll take that back i did buy a couple vinyl not of his but of other artists jimmy buffett's one of them had a vinyl of buffett a few vinyls actually um and uh so but then i moved to cassette like a lot of people did so most of my initial collection was all cassette. Then I moved to uh, a CD, which I believe a lot of people did right away. Um, and that got kind of expensive because the price shift happened. CDs were more expensive than cassettes. But everybody wanted to go to CDs because they just spent, you know, two, three, four hundred dollars on their CD player or whatever, they, their sound system, whatever it was, if not more at the time. And so, uh, but I have purchased Weird Al on cassette, CD, I've purchased his DVDs, I've also purchased his VHS, haha, <laughs> that's funny, the name of his movie is VHS, no, UHF, oh, I backed, uh, no, that's not funny, anyway, the name of his movie is UHF, which I have purchased on VHS, there we go, that's what I'm trying to say, I don't know why I can't talk tonight, guys, and ladies, and gals, and audience, just audience, Anyhow, and he's still continuing today, and still good music today, too. Great parodies um, and great originals. So so he's just part of my life, and that's really the reason I wanted to share him. And so since that had kind of a Christmas twist to it, I shared that with you. All right, next up, we have another favorite of mine that I don't think a lot of people uh, know about. I'm sure a good handful of you do, but not a lot. Uh, that's the artist Tom Lehrer. And if you've never heard of him, do yourself a favor, do a Google search. Uh, it's Tom, T-O-M, duh. But the last name is L-E-H-R-E-R. -E and you'll be quite amazed at what this individual has done and what, what surrounds him is the best way I can say that. Um, 
to give you a quick little rundown, he's a he's a satirist, uh, parodyist. He writes parodies and satires and uh, commentary songs about um, well pop culture. Uh, but he was from the '60s. Well, actually, I think it's late '50s. Um, so his take on it was from back then, which is funny because his his twist on it, his avant-garde thinking was kind of where we are, at least at the time when I first heard some of these, which was in my uh, teens is when I think I first heard, heard of his stuff. Anyway, this is his little tale, song tale of A Christmas Carol. Christmas time is here, by golly, disapproval would be folly. Deck the halls with hunks of holly, fill a cup and don't say when. Kill the turkeys, ducks, and chickens, mix the punch, drag out the dickens. Even though the prospect sickens, brother, here we go again. On Christmas Day, you can't get sore, your fellow man you must adore. There's time to rob him all the more, the other 306 a day of war. Relations sparing no expense will send some useless old utensil, or a matching pen and pencil, just the thing I need. How nice. It doesn't matter how sincere it is, nor how heartfelt the spirit. Sentiment will not endear it. What's important is the price. Mark the Herald Tribune sings, advertising wondrous things. God rest ye merry merchants, may ye make the Yuletide pay. <laughs> Angels, we have heard on high, tell us to go out and buy. Let the raucous sleigh bells jingle Hail our dear old friend Kris Kringle Driving his reindeer across the sky Don't stand underneath when they fly by He's, he's just... If you don't know him, look him up. But uh, a, a big, a big common one of his is masochism tango, and uh, and uh, in the, no, <laughs> I can't think of the other one. Um, masochism tango and a whole bunch of others. Silent E from Electric Company is another one that he wrote. Anyhow, I, I could go on about him, but I can't remember, so I can't go on about him. But I am going to go on about listener feedback. Yay, listener feedback. Music should be playing somewhere in there. All right, listener feedback. I told you we'd have some in this episode. Uh, the first is going to go out to Ali C., and she's somebody I actually know in person, and I, she told me this in person, and it just warms the cockles of my heart when people tell me in person how much they're liking the show. And that's basically what she did. Uh, we had an opportunity to hang out for a little bit, and she shared that quick bit of information, and I thanked her so much. So now I'm thanking her publicly on the air, and I don't know when you're going to get a chance to get to this one, but um, and I hope you don't skip through the Christmas Carol one. So maybe I'll check in with you around July of 2015 to see if you heard the Christmas one. Anyway, you know, Ali C, I love you. We all love you. The, we here at the Millers love the C's. 
This next shout-out goes to BS. Yes, I've mentioned BS in the past. She's a sweet friend of mine. Um, again, crossed paths, and she told me that she's really enjoying the show. And what she really in, uh, is appreciating is the production value. And uh, the, the production value quality of the show is wh- how she put it. And I, I didn't get a chance to tell you, B, at the moment in time that you shared that. And that was because of, of the, the moment in time that we were sharing. You know what I mean. Um, it was a little chaotic. But I wanted to say thank you so much for mentioning that because I do take time for the production quality and 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 the the way it comes across and and how how I'm sharing this moment in time with all of you and, and you know how I'm invading your ear holes is you know another way to put it in a funny way but you all know what I mean. So for you to take the time to notice that and say something about that is so awesome. Thank you so, so much. And that's what I wanted to tell you in person when you told me. But again, the environment at the moment was a little chaotic, so we didn't get a chance to. So I'm telling you here right now. This next one goes out to Becky B. I have mentioned Becky B in the past, and that's because she is an awesome sweetheart of a person. She's just so so cool and she i was i did i finally figured out how to go through stitcher to see certain comments that are left on the episodes uh and they look like facebook comments but they're not really on facebook so it's kind of weird um it's on stitcher but it looks like a facebook comment and i don't know anyhow i replied to those becky that's really what i'm telling you because i don't know if you'll ever see them but I did reply to them, and basically I just said thank you so much for what you said. You know what you said, and it was awesome. So thank you for commenting on the shows, Becky. Those that's you know that's all I need. That's all I ask for: sharing and commenting and giving this you know sharing it to the people that you know that or that you think will enjoy it. I don't know what how else can I say that. Um, but I also want to thank you and appreciate you for the friendship that we have evolved over time. You're really fucking cool. I don't know how else to say that. Um, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Next up on the song list. Yes, we have some more songs, ladies and gentlemen. More songs. I know. When will she stop with the songs? Hey, this is Christmas. This is my gift to you. This is stuff you may not hear all the time. So I'm sharing it with you. So keep your pants on. Don't get your panties in a wad. Just enjoy the Christmas season. It comes once a year. It's not like I do this every episode. Okay, so next up we have uh, a song that, again, it's not traditionally Christmas, but it fits into the Christmas season. And uh, this this particular artist I actually recently discovered, and she's she's just really cool. She, she's got a style. She's got kind of a, a folksy, kind of country... Uh, <sighs> I guess that's the easiest way to describe her. Kind of pop at times, but she's more folksy and country-ish than than anything else. Uh, it's Tracy Newman and the Reinforcements. Uh, the album is uh, A Place in the Sun, and the name of the song is Mama, I Know You Ain't Santa. And like I said, it's not necessarily a Christmas song, but just the story she tells is about the Christmas season and things like that. So that's what I'm sharing with you. Enjoy. Mama, I know you ain't Santa. 
Santa don't have a figure like you, and his eyes aren't red from crying, and he don't stand just under five two. Mama, that pillow is slipping, and your pretty blonde hair is showing through. Ain't that the necklace I made you? And I bet Santa don't have the flu. There's a clear Christmas sky in Atlanta, millions of stars, bright as can be. Mama, I know you ain't Santa. I've seen him up close. But Billy don't know you ain't Santa. How could he? He's only two. Billy don't remember Daddy, but Mama, you and I do. Well, thanks for the skirt you made over. Christmas sky in Atlanta, millions of stars twinkling bright. Mama, I know you ain't Santa, but I promise I'll always remember this night. Now let me play Santa for Billy. Cause you make one lousy Santa, but as a mama for Billy and me, you are the best. Merry Christmas, Mama. Okay, next up is another classic, classic, classic holiday one. And the only reason I'm playing it is because I don't think it's gotten enough coverage. I don't I don't remember seeing it very infrequently. The only time I saw it is when VH1 was running um, music videos. They did that? And when did they do that? When I was a kid. That's when they did that in my teens and 20s. That's when VH1 and MTV actually were videos and not the crap that I hear about because I don't really, we don't have cable, but I don't really watch that anyway because I don't care about that shit. Um, yeah, they used to run music videos and that's when I first saw it on VH1 and it's the, it's the classic, um, Bing Crosby, David Bowie combo duo, Peace on Earth and Little Drummer Boy. I'm sure everybody's heard it because it's one of those things, but I don't think people have really, you know, really heard it. So I'm playing in its entirety, and it's the whole um, uh, dialogue that happens in the beginning before the song. And um, the reason I'm playing it is because this was one of the last, if not the last thing that Bing Crosby did before he died. Uh, in the research, when I looked into this and I did research this, 
What I'm regurgitating to you right now is off the top of my head, so I may get something wrong, but I'm going to get the gist of it pretty damn close, okay? So if my dates are off, don't write to me and tell me that. Just, you know, you know that I sent you there to look it up anyway. Um, if I remember correctly, uh, he recorded this with David Bowie in August of, uh, I want to say he passed away in 77 is the year that's coming to my mind right now. Again, don't shoot me if I'm wrong. And he passed away in December of, uh, 77. So, or, or was it November? Anyway, within a few months after this, three months after this, he died. I'll tell you, if my wife was here, she would know that because she remembers those details a lot better than I do. But anyway, so this could have been the last thing, a public thing that, that he did singing wise in his life. And, and he's looking a little tired if you, if you follow Bing Crosby. And I don't have the video on this. This is an audio podcast. You're only getting the sound. Go to YouTube. You'll find it. I did. It, it's just a nice, nice moment. Um, the reason it was recorded, I mean, let's, let's talk about that now, is because David Bowie was trying, trying to change his image a little bit and trying to be a little more wholesome. And who's more wholesome than Bing Crosby at Christmas time? I mean, come on. The guy's got how many number one Christmas songs out there? I don't know, but just I know there's a lot of them because anytime you think of Christmas songs, Bing Crosby, the Andrews Sisters, and for some reason in my mind, Dean Martin are the three that come to my mind. That's the three big ones. Oh, Burl Ives. In fact, we'll get to Burl Ives uh, in, a, in a little bit. But anyway, enough of this. Um, David Bowie is trying to change his image. And so they thought this would be wholesome. Well, they didn't really get a chance to air it because, you know, Bing had died so recently and something else happened. I don't remember the details, but it didn't get a chance to air until the early 80s. I want to say 82. Again, I could be wrong, but if you're really interested, you'll Google it and find out for yourself. So here we go. Hello. You the new butler? <laughs> well, it's been a long time since I've been the new anything. What's happened to uh, Hudson? I guess he's changing. Yeah, he does that a lot, doesn't he? Um, oh, I'm David Bowie. I live down the road. Oh. Sir Percival lets me use his piano when he's not around. He's not around, is he? I can honestly say I haven't seen him, but come on in. Come in. Come on in. Are you related to Sir Percival? Well, distantly, yeah. Uh... Oh, you're not the... Uh... Poor relation from America, right? Ha! <laughs> Gee, news sure travels fast, doesn't it? I'm Bing. Oh, I'm pleased to meet you. You're the one that sings, right? Well, right or wrong, I sing either way. Oh, well, I sing too. Oh, good. What kind of singing? Well, mostly the contemporary stuff. Do you, uh, do you like modern music? Oh, I think it's marvelous. Some of it really fine. But tell me, uh, you ever listen to any of the older fellas? Oh, yeah, sure. I like, uh, John Lennon. And the other one with uh, Harry Nelson. Ooh, you go back that far, huh? Oh, yeah, I'm not as young as I look. <laughs> None of us is these days. In fact, I've got a six-year-old son. And he really gets excited around the Christmas holiday mm -hmm. thing. Do you go in for any of the traditional things in the uh, boy household Christmas time? Oh, yeah, most of them, really. Uh, presents, tree, decorations. Agents sliding down the chimney. What? I was just seeing if you're paying attention. <laughs> Actually, uh, our family do most of the things that other families do. We sing the same songs. Do you? I even have a go at White Christmas. You do, huh? And this one. This is my son's favourite. Do you know this one? Oh, I do indeed. It's a lovely thing.
Gifts we bring So again, it's a classic. It's a history piece because these two iconic stars. At the time, David Bowie was, you know, pretty big. I mean, people knew of him. I mean, to to sing with Bing Crosby, people had to know with him. Bing Crosby wouldn't have sung with him if he didn't know who David Bowie was. So David Bowie was somebody if he was going to get a chance to sing with Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby wouldn't sing with just anybody. So to think that was in 77 or thereabouts. Here we are, 2014, and David Bowie is still pretty damn big. I mean, he's probably not as big as he was in the 80s. I think he probably probably climaxed in the 80s. That sounds so bad. I am so sorry, but you all know what I'm talking about. Um, In a good way, I mean. <laughs> in the clean way, I mean. Climaxed in the clean way. Because the good, the, good, the good way is in something else. So to think that these two legends came together at this moment in time, I mean, Bing was already a legend, and Bowie was up and coming to be a legend. So it's, it's, it's a piece of history. It's a piece of history. Anyway, moving right along. I'm going to jazz it up again with some Louis Armstrong, just because I like Louis Armstrong. And Rebecca told me about this song, too. She heard it on the radio driving home, and she's like, have you ever heard this? I said, no. I didn't even know this existed. She's like, get it, get it, get it it's from iTunes. So I bought it, and I got it, and it's good, and I'm sharing it. <laughs> it's called Cool Yule 
And it's Louis Armstrong. The album was Number Ones of Christmas. From Coney Island to the Sunset Strip Somebody's gonna make a happy trip tonight While the moon is bright He's gonna have a bag of crazy toys To give the corners of the girls and boys So day Santa comes on day Come a calling when the snow's the most When all your cats are sleeping warm as toes And you gonna flip with old Saint Nick Face a lick on a peppermint stick You come a flying from a higher place You fill the stocking by the fireplace So you have a youth as Trip. Somebody's gonna make a happy trip tonight While the moon is bright He's gonna have a bag of crazy toys To give the corners of the girls and boys So dig, Santa comes on big I'm calling when the snow's the most Cats are sleeping warm as toes and you gonna flip when the old Saint Nick Pays a lick on a peppermint stick You come a-flying from the higher place Fill the stockings by the fireplace So you Ever you that's good Ever you that's good Yeah, cool yo <laughs> So fun times with that Okay, moving right along into the next one. This uh, this one's pretty common. You may have heard it pretty, you know, seasonally now, but um, in the past it wasn't common. And that is uh, a Holly Jolly Christmas by Burl Ives. I got it off the uh, cartoon classic Christmas album. I've played a few of these things off of, and that's because um, that album had so many great songs that reminded me of my childhood. Um, and this one, again, it's more common now than it was. There were no soundtracks in the past, so even if you're common, even if you're familiar with this song, it means something to me. So I hope it means something to you. Have a holly jolly Christmas! It's the best time of the year. I don't know if there'll be snow, but have a cup of cheer. 
Have a holly jolly Christmas And when you walk down the street Say hello to friends you know And everyone you meet Ho, ho, the mistletoe Hung where you can see Somebody waits for you Kiss her once for me Have a holly jolly Christmas And in case you didn't hear Oh, by golly, have a holly jolly Christmas this year All right, we're really going to twist things up now. This is definitely not necessarily a Christmas song, but it is a Christmas song. This is, and this is kind of goes back to uh, a throwback to the person that we're paying, that I'm paying homage for in titling my podcast the way I'm titling it. Wink, wink. Uh, this is by Jimmy Buffett. Um, I got it off the uh, the uh, box album, Boats, Beaches, Bars, and Ballads, and it's called Christmas in the Caribbean. And again, it's not really a Christmas song, but hey, it's my podcast, so here you go. Don't you want to make it? Don't you want to make it? 
Okay, next up, we're going to make it a little bit more traditional, but not really traditional. Traditional in the sense that I'm going to play a Bing Crosby song, but not traditional in that it's um, a Christmas song for Hawaii. I'm sure you already know what I'm talking about. Melikaliki Maka. And this is Bing Crosby with the Andrew Sisters, and I got it off his album, Merry Christmas. Malakalikimaka is a thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. That's the island greeting that we send to you from the land where palm trees sway. Here we know that Christmas will be green and bright, the sun to shine by day and all the stars at night. Malakalikimaka is a wise way to say Merry Christmas to you. Malakalikimaka is a thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. That's the island greeting that we send to you from the land where palm trees sway. Here we know that Christmas will be green and bright, the sun to shine by day and all the stars at night. Melikalikimaka is Hawaii's way to say Merry Christmas to you. Christmas will be green and bright, the sun to shine by day and all the stars at night. Melikilikimaka is a wise way to say Merry Christmas to you. Malikalikimaka is the thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. That's the island greeting that we send to you from the land where palm trees sway. Here we know that Christmas will be green and bright, the sun to shine by day and all the stars at night. Malikalikimaka is a wise way to say Merry Christmas. A very Merry Christmas. A very, very Merry Merry Christmas to you. Okay, now, rounding out the episode. Yes, we're closing it up here. We're closing it up here. We're closing it up. This is the last song I'm going to play. I I will meet you at the end, so don't think the podcast is totally over. I'm going to be back at the end of the song. This one, since we are right before New Year's, I figured it's very fitting, very suiting, but it it also is just a good closer for a show. And that's not only the song, but also uh, the, the season that we're in. This is the Rat Pack. Dean, Frank, Sammy, and, oh God, I missed the last name, Joe. Joey. <laughs> um, the album is Christmas with the Rat Pack. And this is them from a live recording. I don't know where. It just says live next to the title. And they sing Auld Lang Syne. 
So I'll see you at the end. Should all be and never brought to mind Should I want to thank you, Frank. Don't mention it, Marvin. And I also want to thank all you out there for watching. Please remember the moral of tonight's show. Put your troubles away till tomorrow. If you're lucky, someone will break into your house tonight and steal them. Yes, thank you, Dean. Thank you, Dean. Thank you, Dean. Um, you know, <laughs> I didn't notice it when I was younger, but he just sounds horribly drunk. <laughs> yeah, that's all I can say. He just does. <laughs> Ah, those were the days, huh? Okay. All right. Well, since this is usually where I start wrapping it up, let's bring in some sounds, huh? Bring it on, band. Bring it on, band. Santa and the All Elf Band. Bring it on. What are we going to have? Really? You're going to play the traditional stuff? This is the special Christmas episode. Can we get something different? Something? Even if we've already heard it before, can we get something, please? Yeah. Okay. That's it. That's it. Perfect. Perfect way to round out the Christmas episode. Hey, Merry Christmas, everybody, even though it's belated in the sense of when this published. But, hey... Who listens to podcasts when they're published? I'm noticing that it's a small hand few full. Normally, people play catch-up, and that's okay. Um, but I wanted to say thank you so much. I also want to say Happy New Year, since this is coming out before the new year. This is the last episode of 2014. Goodbye, 2014. It's been fun. It's been real. It's been real fun. You know, that reminds me of times back in high school when you were signing the yearbook. See you next year. 
<laughs> I just, I don't know why my mind went there, but it did. Anyway, <clears throat> whatever. Uh, this is the end. Thank you so much for being part of it. I really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed the songs. And next episode, we'll get back on track with everything that's usual. And we are going to have next episode, <laughs> How the Internet Helped Me Out. I will be talking about that then. All right. I'll catch you then. And now, as Jimmy Buffett says, if I couldn't laugh, I just would go insane. If we couldn't laugh, we just would go insane. If we weren't all crazy, we would go insane. Stay crazy, people. Happy New Year. Outtakes. All right, now we're taking off. Here we go. First take. Let's see if we can do this. Episode 14. I really love this music. Welcome to Changes in Latitudes. And it's a just transgender band music. It's uh, good stuff, Apple. A 40-something trans woman shares her observations, life stories, and the adventures of her journey through transition and, and beyond. beyond outer space. It's I don't I got to rewrite that. <laughs> and now, here she is. Is this too hot? No, it doesn't look too hot. Uh, it looks good to me from I can tell. Yeah. Okay. So, moving on. Um, <clears throat> and uh, there's links for everything there. You can find the RSRs. Made an arse of myself is what I just did. But there was... I bumped the mic. <clears throat> Makes you feel that Christmas is here. Makes you say, yeah, Christmas time. Maybe I'll edit in during post-production. I don't know. Uh, okay, since we're on Bug Bunny, Bug Bunny, Bug Bunny, can I talk tonight? This next one goes out to Mama B. Why did I even say that? Oh, my eyes switched. <laughs> Dummy. I mean, at the time, Pete David Bowie was pretty, you know, pretty hot, you know, named in... I blah, 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 blah. If you didn't know who David Bowie was, Bing would have been, who? Well, I'm not going to sing with him. Why would I do that? So, um, it's horrible, Bing. Don't, 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 you know, I'm probably not even going <laughs> to... I won't even publish my Bing. Um, <laughs> that sounds so dirty. Since this is usually where I start wrapping it up, let's bring in the sound. Damn, I bumped the mic. <clears throat> You've been listening to Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. I'd love to hear from you. 
So let me know what you think or what you'd like to hear about by emailing me at changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com or by leaving a comment on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash changesinlatitudespodcast or at the website changesinlatitudespodcast.blogspot.com. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and please leave us reviews and star ratings. Now, wait for it. Here it comes. Disclaimer time! Disclaimer I am not a doctor nor a lawyer, and I certainly do not pretend to be one. I am a trans woman who began her transition later in life. I am here to discuss my life, so I take no responsibility for your decisions based on my personal thoughts and experiences. If you are thinking about transition or are questioning your gender identity, first, please know that you are not alone in your thoughts and questions. Second, please seek the advice of a qualified gender therapist or at the very least a local support group. If you're having difficulty finding a qualified professional in your area, I suggest reaching out to the closest LGBT center near you. And lastly, please remember, always question the source when researching information on the internet. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permission from the host. Copyright 2014 by me, Sabrina Miller. Thanks for listening. <laughs>